listening and enjoy Radio Free Brooklyn. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. How you doing? I'm so tired. I'm really bum- burnt out. You know, uh, I'm in an art fair now called Spring Break. Please come and see it this weekend. It's at uh, 625 Madison Avenue. And uh, it's a long story, but uh, it was a lot of work. It involves a sex doll as an artist in her studio. The, what My thing, everybody's got their own thing their own room. There's like a hundred rooms, a hundred artists and shit like that. That's pretty much what I've been uh, focused on right now. And um, it's been a little overwhelming. So, uh, and I've been there sort of day and night every single day. And now I'm here with you. So I'm going to put on a different mode. And I'm so, I'm so glad to be here because um, I love doing the show and I, and I, and I love doing, doing it and love spending time with you guys and I love knowing that, like, whatever the fuck is going on, it's not the only thing that matters. Because you guys matter. Perspective. Keep your life balanced. This is what I'm saying. That's a Dr. Lisa quote. You can quote me on that. Keep your life balanced. So thanks so much for for listening, okay? I mean, we really, we really uh, welcome everyone to Radio Free Brooklyn. We have all sorts of shows, all kinds of programming, uh, check us out online, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Uh, go to the uh, homepage and then go to donate. Okay, we need money. There's no question about it. You know, we, are, we, we need money. We do good work. We need money. We benefit a lot of people. And if you're enjoying Radio Free Brooklyn, please, you know, like, like no, no amount is too small. No amount is too small as long as it can go through Venmo I don't know. Do they take like half pennies? I don't think so. But if no, no. But but in our mind, that would be okay anyway. So go check us out. I also want to make sure that you know about the uh, Peters Valley Craft Fair. Do you know about it? It sounds really cool. It's and it's um the Peter Valley Annual Crafts Fair. It's an annual crafts fair. It's December twenty fourth and twenty fifth. And it's the Sussex County, New Jersey Fairgrounds. Um, and uh, visitors can browse and buy handcrafted pieces from over 100 exhibiting artists. And they, um, the ticket sales support the Peters Valley School of Craft, fostering creative thinking through fine craft education programs and event, petersvalley.org. So... Um, which segues so perfectly into our guest today. I have two two very handsome gentlemen here. Two very very handsome gentlemen. I feel very, you know, for uh, plitz. Oh, I don't know. There's a Jewish word for this, and I, I, I don't know. My I'm I've, I'm too far down the line as a Jew to even remember what the word is. But um, this is uh this is pretty exciting stuff here because it really. I'm going to start the story out with talking about the gallery that these two gentlemen are here from. And the opening is, there's an opening tonight where these two guys are going to be exhibiting their work. It's a two-person show. And the Wild Geese Gallery is really interesting. It's a gallery that opened during the pandemic. It's a multimedia collaborative space created by artist Pierce Green. 
And it's a gathering place for young artists making new work. And it seems like a really great community. They invite, you know, visiting artists, renowned artists, such as Don Portella, and uh, to collaborate, exchange ideas, share experience, uh, and to help grow the next generation of artists. So here's the deal. I'm going to tell you about the opening tonight, and then I'm going to go into a little bit specifics about each of the gentlemen, and then we're going to find out what's going on with them. Okay, folks? They look ready. They look ready. One of them is only 23. He's so cute, and I want to, I want to give him like a little, I want to give him, you know, like noogies on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I want to grind my knuckles into your head. Is that Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> you just met me and everything, but I, you know. He's adorable. Don, Don, Don must have warned you about me, I'm sure. I hope he did. That's his, That's on That's on him if he didn't. <laughs> I, I'm coming in it as blind for the most part. He told me a little bit. I'm coming into it a little blind. Okay, well, I want to get you guys excited about the opening tonight because this place sounds really awesome, and we have two artists here. We have a very uh, accomplished Don Portello, who's shown around the world. Uh, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you some stuff from his bio. But like, big deal guy, right? You know. Uh, and then we have somebody who is incredible. I haven't. I haven't. I have to say, I haven't been around this kind of youthful art enthusiasm in a long. This level of enthusiasm. Don, Don. He's, he's reinvigorating, isn't he? <laughs> he is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never seen anybody so happy about making art, man. Oh, he's pumped. It's crazy. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're both ridiculously talented and all that. But the thing is, is that this gallery is really interested in, like, the community and really developing new work and, and like, is what really art galleries and art spaces are supposed to be. And we don't hear a lot about that anymore. And I think the opening is going to be a great big bash, frankly. I think it's going to be fun. So it's tonight. It's 7 to 10. And it's 473 Amsterdam Avenue between 82nd and 83rd Street. And that's uh, Wild Geese Productions. Okay, so now I'm going to give you just a little intro on the artist. And then I'm going to get them to talk and I'll shut up. But I got to get through. I got to give you the background. You don't want to. I got to give you the context or none of this is going to make any sense. I know. I know. I'm I'm going on. No, you're doing great. Oh, thank you. Okay. So first I'm going to tell you a little about Don because I know Don. I know Don. I've known Don longer than his wife has known Don. (laughs) And uh, I actually, my husband and I met Don because we were, we went to uh, Hunter I don't know if you know Hunter College. It's an amazing place for um, to get a master's degree in art, which Don did, and his work just like hit us in the face. I mean, it was hilarious. It was smart. It was like nothing. It's like nothing. It's completely um, original on every level. And I mean, I'm just gonna Don at that point was doing stuff with melted crayons, but like the thing that I think he's most well known for is making. Um, figures, scenarios, animals, huge pieces, small pieces too, out of pipe cleaners. And no no one has been able to do this. I've never seen anything like it before, and I've never seen anything like it since. And I'm going to say that the essence of what Don is able to do is to pack in the spiritual, I'm not going to say like just the vibe of the person or the thing in some mystical way into 
the pipe cleaners. I mean, besides the thing being fabulous to look at and colorful and fun and give you a good feeling, it's like, right? You know, like I posted this self-portrait that Don did of Don. And the essence of Don is in that piece. I mean, it's crazy. Am I right, Don? You know what I'm saying. Geppetto. It's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, Don's... Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Don has a lot of credits, okay? Uh, his art, like I said, all over Europe, Uni- United States, uh, reviewed in New York Times, New York Arts, Fiber Arts, Village Voice, San Francisco, you know, all that shit. He, uh, lots of prizes, Brooklyn Arts Council. He spent like a year at the Hermes Man- Maison in Shanghai, China. So that was like a year or something. It was the Swatch Art Peace Hotel. I did a residency there in Shanghai. And right. then after that, my gallery in Paris offered me this. Uh, they had met Hermes through an art fair in Paris, and they'd shown my work two years in a row, first the paintings and then the next year the sculptures. And the Hermes people had walked through the fair, and both times they liked the work. And the second time they mentioned it, they were like, oh, who's this artist, thinking it was someone different. And the gallery mentioned that it was me again, and they said, oh, well, we would love for him to do a, a window display in Shanghai. So it's kind of a coincidental thing. But I think my gallery was like, hey, if – if uh, we had to pick, we'd like Shanghai. And it was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine. The That's people so there are awesome. incredible. Culture's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Food's amazing. But uh, there's and a really you, great reception for the work there. And you did the Christmas windows in New York. Yeah, and then two years later, they offered me the um, the windows on Madison Avenue. and uh, Crazy. Which was, which was amazing, too. And uh, But they also asked me if I would like to do the store across the street too. So I got both the men's and the women's store and it was 2018 holiday opening and they had a choral group there. And uh, I, I was at the opening. It was insane. It was like, you're in this like major fancy store that I would never even be comfortable going in. And then there are people like wandering around with like champagne and little, I don't know, whatever Pen- thing. Penguin of- cookies. Remember those little penguin cookies? I don't know. The whole thing is like, Size wow, what am I doing in here? When are they going <laughs> to kick me out? <laughs> how do i know somebody that's doing don i know somebody that's doing the windows here that's all i could think about Don. <laughs> but i was very i mean it, you know your work we we're we're you know phil and i are just huge fans i mean you know that thank you so much yeah and we have your work you know all over our we have like three three pieces that i can picture right now in our home so um okay and then we have a beginner <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding. He hasn't gotten anything in check. So <laughs> it's Don Porcella, and uh, it's Don Porcella, P-O-R-C-E-L-L-A. And it's donporcella.com. Is that yeah, your website? Yeah. And you can Google him. He's got lots of stuff. And I post it on my Facebook page. So, Okay, so that's Don. And um, so the artist that Don is showing with, this young man here, is Christian Williams. Uh, he has, I'm going to ask him for, in a second why he has this, this art name, artist name. I guess all the kids do, right? Kiffy the Pit, that's his artist name. And he works primarily in digital art, pen and ink. And he's currently um, adding painting to his arsenal. And his art captures like, um, free nature of childhood, childish creativity, and lawless smash up of the first thing that comes to his mind. I think Don and him have some overlap here in this sort of like childlike, child, child stuff, child aesthetic, but also 
It's not cute. <laughs> We're hitting you at the ground floor. What? We're hitting you at the ground floor. What is you know, that? It's, it's connective to everybody, the, the childlike. Yeah. yeah, the childlike, but it's twisted childlike. It's yeah. not, it's not like. It, it's like, um, what is it? What is it? It's like the, uh, I don't know, like the, the growth of a child. It's like if a kid, literally like a, like a six or seven year old could like grow up and still just within a span of seconds. I feel like that's kind of how we are just manifested within like, you know, 20 plus years. The, intel- <laughs> the intelligent child. Yeah, the yeah. intelligent child. So um, I was chatting with uh, Christian uh, before we got here, Don, and I was like really floored by how like this whole thing came together because uh, Christian was invited to, from Buffalo, just out, kind of, it felt like it was a little out of the blue. Oh, really out of the blue. Um, you got invited for a residency here in fucking New York. Can you imagine yeah. you're 23 years old, you're living in butt fuck Buffalo and all of a sudden <laughs> you're in, you're in the middle, you're, you have an art residency in the middle of Manhattan and you're crashing with some dude, some cool dude out in Bushwick. On a, on a futon, literally in Buffalo beforehand, like before I had this opportunity, I was literally in a dark room. I did not leave my room. I was on my computer all day playing games and doing art. And then, you know, I go down to New York for a bit. And then next thing you know, I'm getting asked to do a show. And I'm like, what? That's it's crazy. It's crazy. That never happens to Don. Have you ever heard of that happening in an artist before? Well, I think it speaks to the, uh, the gallery sort of the mentality of the people running the gallery. And they love that aspect of, of, uh, community, like you said, but also Christian, uh, displays an incredible passion for what he's doing incredible. and he downplays it by saying he was doing video games and <laughs> and working on his art but the reality is is that he was creating his whole language his whole visual language yeah. and all that is pouring out of him with this incredible opportunity to make these amazing paintings and you know people coming by uh the space they're just walking by on the street and they they can't help but stop and they're just mesmerized by mm-hmm. by what he's doing so uh wow i think you know it's like uh you see something like that and you really want to help him out and promote, yeah, promote what yeah, he's doing yeah so, yeah 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 inspiring uh, it's inspiring yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying i'm getting his positive vibes right yeah. here it's making me feel better about the art that i have going on right now <laughs> that i'm like because i have to go to the art fair after this and sit there why you know whatever uh do you know, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if anybody likes this work. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no good. I'm, I'm no, is it good? Is it good? Is it not good? Oh, it's good. It's good. Don't shut up. And like, we got, we got William Christian here going, <laughs> I, I am curious, really quick. Um, as, as y'all like, you know, y'all got more experience than I do in the, in the art game. Do you think that like, as y'all like have progressed in your art career, like, because the way I see art now is kind of like one of those things where it's like, um, I don't know. I kind of enjoy my art and I always see like the growth in it. <laughs> so it's like, I don't really ever really care too much about what other people think. Obviously we need other people to support our, you know, our livelihood, but it's always one of those things where it's like, you know, like this is me, like realistically at the end of the day, like this is the curation of me since birth. You know, this is what I am. And like my art is a direct, uh, what is it? Representation of what's going on up there. I think, I think that, um, and um, I also wanted to point out, by the way, that you're self-taught, right? Yes. You, I mean, the, you wouldn't know that from looking at the work because it's very sophisticated. Uh, but he, he did go to school, but yeah. oh, for a semester, then I dropped out. <laughs> no, but you didn't like study no. years of art and all that crap. Yeah. Like, no figure drawing classes mm. or that crap. Okay. So um, 
Um, are, is is Christian going to get beaten down like we are? You don't think so? No, I think he's hitting it in the right way. I think he's he's authentic. You know, you just heard it yeah, right it's there. Yeah, true. And he is authentic. You're, you know, you meet artists who are sort of coming up, and you're thinking, you know, they're trying to define kind of their language, and and it's always like you could they would say something, and you say, oh well, that that doesn't really make sense. But with Christian, it's like it's just it's him. It's just you know, it's just coming out of him, and uh, it's a really wild creative sort of world that he's creating so right and he's also like kind of um made up what he's made it all up on his own whereas like he hasn't done it in like a career goal way yeah well my mom my mom was an artist and she was self-taught i mean she went to nursing school but she she met a neighbor who taught her how to paint and then from there she just totally went off on this crazy passionate journey and i feel like christian's you know he reminds me a lot of of my mom in that way that, you know, they're just, they're just drawn to this thing. And then, then they, people are giving them feedback and then they're just keep all that energy is just coming right back out in the work. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely get that feeling. So I want to know how you guys got uh, put together. How'd you guys, what, what, like, so I'm going to say it's a mentor mentee uh, with two very major talents. Okay. Just the life stages. So how did you guys get, is that right, Don? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of dodged the whole mentor mentee thing because I'm learning just as much from him as I think maybe hopefully That's he's That's part of being a mentor, me. right? <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm open to that too. But right. um, like we both have, have, he's been making more, I think uh, maybe a few more NFTs than me, but I've been working with a art collective in the San Francisco Bay area. Friends of mine were making music together and we made some right, Don's NFTs. musician too, a major. Yeah, we we've pretty, been yeah. making um, NFTs too, so we're going to be showing NFTs. So there's kind of a cool way in which our work kind of, you know, like uh, we share some some right. common interests because NFTs every everybody's at the same level. But it's the, brand new. But, but the overall story is that I met this guy Chris Curtis back at UC San Diego when I was first going to school there um, back in my early 20s, and um, he was a musician and. Uh, we were at the dorms at UCSD and we'd go into the piano practice rooms and just, he would play piano all the time. It's where I really learned about music and my, and got my passion for music. And then out of that grew my art. But, um, Chris's best friend, uh, Chris is the cousin of the gallery, uh, owner, gallery director. Oh, so a friend of yours. Yeah. So Chris was like, Hey, you know, be cool there. She's starting this gallery. It'd be cool if you could work with her somehow. And, and we've kind of had some stops and starts because of COVID, but, uh, we all agreed that this would be a really great opportunity to kind of, I guess, relaunch the whole Wild yeah. Geese Gallery and have an official first show. And uh, so it's so that's why I think it's going to be a real uh, blowout show. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people who've come into contact with the gallery. Uh, they've done a lot of interesting program over the last year, mm-hmm. right? And uh, mm-hmm. it's all kind of culminating mm-hmm. in this. Uh, her son is an artist, and for a long time he was painting in there and mm-hmm. and selling work out of there too. So he brought a lot of people in and. That's where I think the kind of spirit of the community came into it because mm-hmm. they really loved just mm-hmm. the people that walked in. And uh, so, did they put you guys together then? Well, originally it was going to be uh, Christian Pierce and I, and then Pierce uh, just sort of bowed out graciously, thought it would be better to just have the two sh- two person show between Christian and I. And then that's when they kind of developed mm-hmm. this idea of the, the mentor mentee relationship. Yeah. So, how did you guys work together? Like, how did the how did the show come together? What was the process? Ooh, what do you mean? How did it come together? Okay, so it's a lot, a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot uh, of Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. and and when I came in June, which originally we were supposed to have the show in June, but but the the director got sick. 
uh, Christian actually was sick too with COVID. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't actually get to physically meet, but we've been Zooming pretty much every mm-hmm. week for the last but, four I mean, or five months. But I mean, isn't like you've been, uh, are you, ha- like, what are you coordinating on the sizes, the cons? Are you coordinating on anything no, or you're just no. like we, doing your own bodies of work? These are just and two just- brains going crazy and we just coming together you know so when you work together your meetings together are just more like um like kind of pushing each other on is that what i'm talking is that what i'm getting not necessarily i think he's just been been cranking away on paintings and uh you know i check we check in sort of with each other because we have meetings with the gallery and this is all part of like uh you know forming this foundation for what they're doing now oh i see Um, so it hasn't been so much collaborative in like Oh, uh, it's not collaborative about the work. No. Okay. Okay. But that's, our work no, lends very nicely. You know, goes yes. very well it's together. It's well suited and, together, obviously. And to me, and but. my work was kind of curated by Pierce to kind of, uh, uh, kind of share uh, kind of a language with what Christian was doing. So mm-hmm. I I have a lot of my sculptural characters that are really creative and mm-hmm. and deal with like evolution and stuff like that. Right. So you have most of your work. I mean, so but but like, uh, um. Um, Christian, you were really developing the work during this time. Is yeah, that this whole time. And then on maybe his own. Yeah. And then maybe Don would look at some of it. Not really. No? no, like literally like. <laughs> I'd when, say, hey, I like that. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, it. Honestly, it was a lot of like um, just kind of just going, just yeah, going, going, yeah. going. And then like, um, because realistically, like I didn't even know that like we were going to be in a show together until it was a little bit later. Like, because I, I was told that the show was going to be happening in April. And I thought it was a solo show at first. Then it was supposed to be me and Pierce. And then we got Don involved and we mixed Don in. And that was like, what, probably like sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So realistically, it was just cranking out paintings that I thought mm-hmm. looked cool. And it's mm-hmm. been that whole process even then. And then, you he's, know, he's getting a lot of feedback from people that walk by and people yeah. that yeah. walk in. And I that, was painting in the window and, you I know, it's really cool. Yeah, that is so cool. So is the gallery open people come in and talk to you? And yeah, I, although sometimes I try to, you know, you know stay art is zone. You know, I try yeah. to, because I don't know, I get nervous around talking to people sometimes, so yeah. I'm painting oh God, and, really? you know, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't like, seem oh. like it, right? Is that what you mean? He's very, he's, he's, got, he's just got it all. He's very yeah. personable. And- very he's, personal. He has time for people, which is cool. Very well spoken. He, <laughs> if, if, if he's talking long with people, he, he ends up spending a lot more time at night uh, paint, finishing the paintings. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, so wow. he's very dedicated. Yeah. Sometimes he's even. Uh, I've, I've slept in a gallery for five days. That is my secret here. <laughs> that, that guy. Yes. You're on it. But that's you're dedication, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also like whatever relationship with the work you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's really what it's about. It's all about the relationship. And you must be getting uh, so much out of the work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's teaching me a lot. And like, um, I don't know, it's, it's really helped me understand the process of making art and like that enjoyment of it. And like, I've learned a lot on like why I even enjoy doing it in the first place, especially with a physical piece that's like massive. Like you, you're there and you're spending hours on it and getting paint on your hands and everywhere. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's really that one on one process. I feel like a proud father. <laughs> what do you, Yeah, I always say that your art is your children. So what what do you feel like? You're, can you verbalize what you're getting out of it? What what with the joy? You, there's joy. What what kind of is it? Is it a joy that you can articulate? Is there an yeah? Okay, go it, ahead. It's so the joy I get from like making art is kind of like um, how can I how can I word this properly? It is when you create right, and you're sitting there in the process and you're making it. 
I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because like, oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold All on, right. whoa, 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 like whoa, 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 okay. I like I, this. We made it. I, I like this. Are you squirming? I hope so. Yeah, oh, I am. No, I next next level. This is, he's going next level. I'm Let's going laugh next level. at him. I'm cooking. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> he's going next level. So like making art, it's kind of like um when you're in that process, the joy that comes out of it is kind of like, I don't know, you there and it's, I don't know, it's really weird and. So there was two times, right? Sorry, it's, it relates to it, but it's kind of off topic okay. a little bit. All right. When I was working on the ice cream painting, uh, there's a painting called Napkins uh, Not Included. Okay. And when I was oh, working I like on that. it, I zoned in, right? I had this crazy zone where like six hours had passed. Yeah. And literally all I had was music in my like headphones. Yeah. And it just would like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was one of these uh things that I kind of just, I don't know, I'm realizing from art. It's, it's one of those things where you get this thought when you first come up with a sketch or an idea, you get this thought and you place it. And it's kind of like holding a thought or remembering a dream and holding it in place and then being able to go and create the world of it. Yeah, yeah. And then every thought that you've had creating that piece comes right back. So every time you look at that piece, like I remember I was thinking of this, thinking of that, thinking of yeah, this. And then yeah, it comes yeah. back in. So it's kind of like, yeah, almost like leaving a staple in history. And Don Don's uh, nodding his head because because he's like yeah exactly he's got that Geppetto quality you know he's, he's <laughs> imbuing that thing with all that personality and effort yeah. because of his his dedication and devotion to yeah. the work itself so yeah it's almost yeah. a meditation right yeah. yeah yeah I mean it's weird it's weird because I mean you guys are you guys you listeners most of you are creative I bet and so you you know you know what we're talking about you know you you get you get in the zone and then you're like. Wow, I did that. <laughs> you wake up from it and you're like you've got some kind of fucking masterpiece that you didn't know how got there. That's what happens, right man? Um okay, let's let's get to what let's get to how why and how we got named Kiffy the Cat. Oh, Kiffy the Kiffy Pit. Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kiffy the Cat though. Kiffy the Cat. Kiffy the Pit. Do you know the answer to this, Don? You don't have to. You can't. We. I just want to know if you know the answer to this. How? What, Kiffy the Pit. Yeah. Do you know where it came from? You don't have to say that. I don't want to steal his thunder. Okay. <laughs> Put the microphone closer to your mouth. I don't want you to can steal move his the, thunder. You want me to move it? No, no. Leave You're it. good. Okay, <laughs> leave good. It. Okay. So what happened? What happened? All right. The story of uh, Kiffy the Pit and where that came from. Um, there's a video game I play called NBA 2K22. It's a basketball game. And I would play with my friends. And um, it, it was a creative process where I created this character every year in, in different uh, games. It, it'd be like the same game, but you make a My Career character. And I kept making this character, and I named him Kiffy, and I gave him this really extensive lore. And I kind of related to that. So I was like, you know what? This guy is like me. It's like a depiction of a cartoon me. Really? I was like, you know what? This is me. Like, I'm making this character, although he was like a six foot ten center you know, in the NBA, I but like I'm like, <laughs> where is he? I'm like, I, I feel like that on the inside. I feel like a six foot 10 athlete, but That's you know, awesome. I'm not, but it was kind of like creating it. And then you look back at it and it's like, Hmm, I think that's me. I think that's me. So wow. Wow, yeah. That's and then ever awesome. since it kind of just stuck, I felt like that name was kind of like, it's a part of me, you know? Mm-hmm. What other color? Is there any quality in particular that you can tell us besides that? That's deeper than the physical being. Ooh, break that one down for me a little bit. What you mean? Like, like what's his, what, what, like, what kind of guy is he? What kind of guy? Or is it really, maybe, maybe I don't understand this shit. You know what? It's <laughs> probably just a fucking cartoon character. Um, so shut up. No, nah, I mean, Kiffy's not really a character. It's more so me, but I guess it's more so like the, uh. Is it an idealized version of you? Yeah, yeah. The the part that you want to be, the part you want to show so people, positive. but you know. The, the, the Christian Williams is always scared and shy and nervous, but then the Kiffy's like. 
yo, I'm right here. And it's like, okay. Yeah, so, you know, it's like a... a, So it's kind of like a healthy way to make a defense, except it's like outside. That's great. I like that. That's Dr. Lisa talking. (laughs) (laughs) You made it... See, that's great. Some analysis. Much much healthier, right? Yeah. Much healthier because you, you like, you know what you're missing. You made a thing that is that. And then you can just put that mask on and be that thing. I think it's more so kind of like a role model, though. Like a self and, and it's like... That's where I need to be. That's where I want to get myself to. So it's like, you know, when I reach that, like, you know, that level, it's like, boom. Wow. Yeah. A little humility in there. Can't, can't lose. No, he's great. So, Don, I want to know, like, uh, what, so what, um, and, and we know this is true. You've learned stuff from working with Christian. Yeah. And so, like, what, how's he affected you or your work? Because you're a seasoned professional and it's always so interesting to, like, have a, have somebody fresh come in that doesn't have a lot of preconceived notions. Well, Has I think you kind of get jaded. You? I think you kind of get jaded if you go through the whole art school thing and, and the whole like what the art means and what it's about and where you want the work to be. And, you know, it's like easy to focus on that. Right. But I, mm-hmm. I've, I've pretty much been able my whole life to kind of find that focus that, that Christian is talking about, but meeting him was really great because it, it kind of reinvigorated me in that way. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you see somebody who's, who's genuinely appreciative of these opportunities that he's getting. Mm-hmm. And it reminds you to be appreciative too, you know? Right, right. But right. I love, I love the fact that we can help each other. You know, there used to, we used to live in a world and I talk about this often uh, lately with friends of mine that when you first come up, it's always about you, you know, establishing your language and your voice and your career. And the more I make art, the more I want it to be about us. Right, you're right about the, that. The collaborative aspect of it. Right. I mean, it's kind of selfish in a way if you think about it, because when you collaborate with somebody, then they're they're feeling the love and the joy, and then they're going to promote it too. So you actually get more play if you collaborate well, in some ways. I yeah, it's funny because the art pharaohs that I'm talking about right now that I'm working that I'm have that I have a booth in, um, it's collaborative as well um, with a painter. Yeah, and. Um, there's something really, and I'm sure you, you guys are, are feeling this, you know, creating on your, putting all your work out there on your own is, is, is very scary. And when you have a partner on some level, it just, it just, it's so much safer. It's like, I mean, like you're in a band. It's like being in a band. And I see this a lot with, I I think about that a lot in terms of the music and how it might, might inspire the work, the artwork and then vice versa too. I learn a lot from. The music stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's I one know, thing that's you can learn. part of your life. And the whole idea of like having a band name and, you know, like Kiffy having a persona. It's like these are, these are uh, in some ways good, healthy strategies. <laughs> totally. <laughs> if you're thinking about, you know, preserving. To me, it's always about sustainability. Like I didn't get into this thing to give up. And, it, and, I, and I remember reading all those art form magazines in grad school where they're 20 years old. You know, uh-huh. somebody donates all these art, old art forms. And you look through them and you just see all these ads of people you don't know. Right, right, So right. it teaches you that it's really about longevity, right? Well, it's really about, um, <clears throat> it's more about like what, what, what the journey is yours. Yeah. And you're responsible for it and you may get, get something back and you may not. And you fall in love with the process and you don't worry about all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's really all about the process. I see Christian going. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all about, it's all the about the process. It is the process. Yeah. yeah, you got to trust it. You Are you it. always this happy, Christian? Are you really always this happy? Is it Honestly, drugs? No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Honestly, okay. yeah, kind of, it's, kind of. Were you were you just happy and buff? What? It's it's the opposite of drugs. I know, I know. Uh, it, were you this happy when you were in Buffalo, or are you just as happy because you're not in Buffalo? Oh, it's a mixture of both. I, I was kind. Of, I'm happy in Buffalo you're just too. Just like a really happy guy. Yeah, I try to stay optimistic. I mean, the way we was like, you know, like taught and raised, like you know, like you, you, when you you have to have happiness, you got to be happy with everything around you. Because honestly, like I'm grateful. I'm incredibly blessed. I have nothing to be to complain about. You know what I mean? Like I got great friends, great support, a great team. I'm here in New York City great making suit. Art, a great suit. My grandfather's. Yeah. You know, like the most like, awesome color of it's I'm going to call it eggplant. But eggplant. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's I'm blessed. You know, like realistically, whenever you want to complain, there's so much to just be like, you know what? Like, at least I have this. At least I have my health. At least I have this, that, that, you know, so it's, there's always something to smile about. You know, you got to be happy about what you got. Wow. The well, silver lining. Mm-hmm. Wow. I. Wow. <laughs> He needs his own podcast. <laughs> no, he's like a, he's the most positive person. I know. It's crazy. No, I know. He's and, and, and uh, I feel like poking, but it's like, it, it is, it is, it is very real. And but um, you, re- you end up rooting for him is what happens. Yeah. Oh, you know oh, I mean? totally, totally, totally. Because it's, it, you're, it's very direct. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's very honest, very honest, very direct. Sincere. You love making your art. You're just going to make your art. Yeah. And just leave me alone. I'm just going to make my art. Everything's it's, good. it's like that little kid, you know, like when they watching cartoons and, and you're drawing and then it's like, oh, like there's dinner in there. And it's like, OK, I'll come eat once I'm finished doing this. But you kind of just eat in that zone. You're just kind of chilling and you enjoying everything. It's like I got dinner. I'll go grab some dinner. You know, once I'm finished drawing this, you just. So how do you feel floor? about how do you feel about showing your work tonight? How do you feel about oh, it? I'm excited. I'm excited. These are my babies. This yeah. is my uh. This 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 is what you're coming to see the babies. Okay. Have you have you had any like react? Have you had a bunch of reaction uh before before um you know before tonight since you've been in the gallery on the street and stuff like that? Do you have an idea of what people think about your work? Yeah. Um. I do like I hand out a lot of stickers and even in Buffalo I did like a lot of commissions and stuff like that like um for people's brands and logos and stuff but. Everybody was always like, oh, my gosh, you got this this Adult Swim style. Like, it's it's really cool. Adult Swim is like a cartoon yeah. uh, channel. Cartoon network. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we know that. Oh, okay. I know that. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. I'm the oldest one in this whole podcast and that, and all, not podcast, radio station. Radio Free Brooklyn, the greatest station in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Woo! But, but uh, I'm the oldest one. I'm the oldest person doing it and the oldest listener. I'm older than everyone listening to it now. I promise you. We do have a we do have a host, a radio show host here who's who's older than me though. Uh there is one. Um anyway, uh yes, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Adult swim. Yeah, so a lot of people are just like, Wow, you got that style, like it's really cool and like the cartoons and stuff and I'm like, Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Don, I'm a little worried about uh Christian being able to earn a living. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't worry about it. Well, because I talked to him about like trying to get to do some like you know more commercial work to make money mm-hmm. so he could live in New York mm-hmm. so, and doesn't have to spend the rest of his life in Buffalo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, he, he's coming out of a commercial setting, so he's trying to push into the fine art. So uh, yeah, he needs to just do that, and uh, everything will be good. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's going to be doing it at home. Uh, not necessarily. I think yeah. tonight's going to change his life even more. Really, yeah. I love that. He's got he's got this collectors group from the Hamptons coming out. 
Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, dude. They came by the gallery and they were fell in love with his work and they're inviting all their friends. And one of them, like the director at the Parish Museum or something. Oh, my God. I mean, they're legit people. Wow. So, yeah. Well, wow. some... so we should be buying his work now before yes. the opening. Yes. I got yes. it. Yes. Yes. Don, I want to hear, hear a story about like the when you first started showing your work, when you were, when you were, oh when my you God. were a young man. Oh, my God. Tell I, us I have a story. great story. Okay, you know, I good. went out to the Scope art fair out in the Hamptons. Right. Scope Hamptons. Right. And uh, maybe this is even where we met. Oh, six? Yeah. Yeah, 06. where I did, um, my kid could have done that. Yeah. And you were there? Yeah. I, I was think there. of you and You know, because I lived out there. Oh, I dated okay. this girl, uh, Carly Hafner. From, mm-hmm. I met her in art school at California. No, Ginger. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> California College of Arts and Crafts, we met there, and uh-huh. she was from the Hamptons, lived out oh. there. She actually worked for David Sally as his, oh. as his assistant. She's a good artist, and oh. her brother's an artist, too. Anyway, but I lived out there off and on for eight years before I, I went to grad school at New, in, at Hunter College. But uh, when the fair came out, we were like, oh, man, this is great. And so we all we went to the fair. But uh, I had brought some of my work. I, I brought a head that I had made out of pipe cleaners, a uh-huh. severed head. Uh-huh. And I brought it in a bag. Uh-huh. Like a bloody severed head. Yeah, but yeah. it was all made out of uh, no, the, no, the pipe cleaners. Made out of pipe cleaners, but like, this is what I'm saying, like funny, childlike, and dark. Okay, that's yeah. what I wanted so you guys to know. So I was know. carrying it around in a bag, yeah. and it was kind of too big for the bag, and so it kind of poked out, and uh, I would just walk into the booths and look at the art, and after a little while, the people would ask me about the bag. And so I would tell them. And I met that guy, Don, from Pelican Project. Oh, yeah. And he showed my right there on the spot. He's like, I had something sell, and I need something right here. And so he took the head out of the bag. Yeah, no. And showed my work at oh, the Scope Fair. Oh, my God. Fair. Wow. That, that's pretty much started it. Wow. I remember that. I remember the booth. Weren't you in the booth with the guy with the cheese? Yeah. And they had the, yeah. you did that collector. The kid was a collector. My they, kid could have done that. Yeah. Um, just so you guys know, it's on, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it up. It's, it's a really, it's a fun video where, uh, all improv, uh, had a filmmaker, uh, do it with, you know, film me. And I went around this art fair and I s- started pointing out all the work that looks that people would say my kid could have done that. And then there were actually children whose parents, Gave them credit them, cards. Gave them credit, credit cards. cards, and they were buying all this work. They were and then, collectors at like twelve years old, <laughs> or less. And I went up trying to. I went up having this whole conversation with the kids about what they liked, and they all liked the cheese. <laughs> and the cheese was this really um, perfectly made piece. What was it? Swiss cheese. Yeah, it was and, a stack of Swiss cheese with a little fig, figure, little person and, on there. And that's the booth that uh, Don was in and it was a very very popular booth at the fair yeah yeah so do you got reactions to your head right away yeah right away and how was that like what do you remember about it well i mean i i think it's life affirming it's it's you know i'm on the right path kind of thing Uh uh-huh i mean that's all i ever wanted Uh you know my mom i watched my mom growing up make art and i was like I can do this, you know. I feel I feel like this is what I'm passionate about, but I was talked out of it. You were? I didn't know that. How, yeah. What well, my mom, there? my mom was a fiber and 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 textile artist. Yeah. And she uh, was. She sounded like major. Well, the Smithsonian like bought the first quilt she ever made. And yeah. It was, she was part of that contemporary landscape yeah. with Faith Ringgold. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like Not, she's one of the top three contemporary quilters. I think you know started. Yeah. Yeah. Came really. out of the wearable art movement of the '60s and '70s and. The Museum of Arts and Design has her work, LACMA. Uh, yeah. 
And you've had a residency at the Museum of Art and Design yourself. Yeah. So I always felt like I could do it, but they were always, my mom didn't necessarily make a great living at it because she ended up showing it. This is back before quilts were really considered art. And uh, she Mm -hmm. actually started a nonprofit arts organization called SAQWA, Studio Art Quilt Associates, to take the quilt off the bed and put it on the wall. Mm. That was her whole idea because she got in Time Magazine. Uh, Her piece was featured in Time Magazine, but it was at the very end of the magazine. She said, I want my... I want quilts to be on the cover of the magazine. Oh, wow. That's and so, so cool. she started this arts organization. So. Oh, that's so cool. But um, yeah, so I always felt like I could do it. But then people were t- sort of like, oh, you need a backup plan. So I got a degree in psychology and a minor in art history. And I was making art. And uh, my parents were like, you need to get out and get a job. You know, do all those things that you. That I'm telling a Christian to do. Yeah. And at some point I was just completely unhappy doing what other people wanted me to do. And I was doing it and I was doing it at a high level, but I was completely unhappy inside, you know, Mm -hmm. and my best friend died and I kept telling him how I was going to go back to art school. And when he died, his family asked me to make this painting for him. Oh, wow. uh, That they were going to put in his casket. Oh, wow. And I realized at that moment how important art was. Oh, wow. That it was just as valuable as, uh, you know, saving someone's life, right? Wow. So I committed my life to, to going to art school. Wow. And I went to uh, CCAC and then I went on to Hunter. And you, but you know, that, that was something that you fortunately were able to access. You know what I mean? Like it, it isn't like your life changed through the circumstances really. No, I'm very it was fortunate. Really you. I'm fortunate that I was able to see my mom, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. that always gave me great confidence knowing that she had done it. I felt uh-huh. like, oh, I just have to trust the fact that. Someone with my DNA did it. <laughs> well, you know, that's what's so fascinating um, because looking at um, William, a uh, Christian over here, <laughs> Christian William, mm-hmm. uh, and I think about this too because I'm more like you, Don. Like my father was an architect. We lived in uh, Manhattan until I was eight. We went to all the museums and, you know, art was like, I was sent to art school, art, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And you've come to it on your own. Yeah. And that is also very, it was so in a way, I'm going to say it's easier for you in a certain way. I'm not going to say in every way, but in a certain way, I think that there was no expectation. Like Don had an expectation. My father used to say, you know, because I made weird art and he'd say, you call that art? They had like judgment, like their judgment on my art was not a good thing for me. But you're, I think one of the reasons um, you're so positive mm-hmm. is that you, it's really, you're your own guide there. Yeah. I, yeah. It was always just like, like it wasn't even a path. It was just something that just was, you know, right. I was just making, I remember um, even in high school, I had a teacher named Mr. McTie. He was my pig teacher. And uh, he was like, uh, you can draw in my class because you focus better when you draw. And it was always stuff like that where I could just do it. But I was never focused. I wasn't like, I want to be an artist when I get older. Right. It was just, people would just let me do it. I'd be like, you got pen and paper I can use? And they would bring out a stack of copy paper. And right. I'd go crazy. Right. And I'd grab all the pens and just draw. And you didn't have anybody like Don like you. Like I had, you know. Like, I mean, I, I knew I had to be a graphic designer. No no artist for me, you know. Yeah. And, and you had that too in your family. I think also, I think that another reason why William's so happy is because he comes from a large family of seven kids. 
Yeah. And I think that's, I think, I always have this feeling, my brother and I talk about this, people from large families are more well-adjusted. What do you I would completely. I would. Do you think that's true? You can't make blanket statements, but oh, I can. For the most part, for the most part, (laughs) I'm the. I'm. I think you're forced. You're forced to. (laughs) I'm a judgy person. You're forced to get along because you're. You You, have to share toys, and you have to share. You know, whatever. You're part of a community. You're part of a team. I think it's interesting you use that word earlier because, uh, yeah, maybe a large family is more like a team. I think having a large family kind of built the understanding of dynamics and knowing kind of like how social dynamics work and figuring out like, because me, I've always found myself as like, I was never like the idea to put myself as like a king or something. Like there was always like a a, a structure to each. Mm -hmm. I always was like, I want to be the councilman. I want to be like, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, but I never want to be the one to call it. So that's where my other older brother came Uh. in. He was the trailblazer. He was going through all of the, you know, the trials and tribulations. So that was easier for us to do it. The younger ones. But it was always like he was like he was the big brother. I was fine being the middle brother. I would just watch him be like, yo, what is he doing? Like, how how do how is how he working around it? Re- yeah, 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 yeah. And I always liked that aspect. But at a young age, I understood like dynamics. Like, I don't want to be in a position where I have to like do that. You know, I don't right. want to. You don't want to be position. on the front line. Mm-mm. You don't want to be in the front line. But also, I think when you have a lot of brothers and sisters, you can really. Um, I don't know. You have more people to count on and you're less likely to be, you know, like, I mean, like if I went, if you know, my brother and I, like, you know, if he didn't go swimming, then I couldn't go swimming when we were with our parents, you know, went on vacation. And it's nice to like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. He's getting on my nerves. And then you hang out with a different sibling, right? <laughs> yeah. There's always somebody there to, uh, it's like having a permanent friend. You know, yeah. me and my older brother grew up practically like twins, even though there's a four year difference. Like we grew up, you know, mm-hmm. when we was in church, we had similar suits. Uh, you, you know, like we couldn't go anywhere without the other one going. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a point when I was younger, I, on my birthday, I'd be like, um, I don't want pepperoni pizza. I want what he's having. So I would be like, Jordan, what do you want to eat? And, he, and my mom kind of broke me out and was like, you need to start thinking for yourself. And I was like, okay. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was weird. Like there definitely is that like, um, you know, there's always like a teammate. There's a partner there for you to like, you know, have your back. Siblings. Is, but you feel safer. I think you yeah. feel safer and less relying on your parents. So it's sort of like you're more independent on a certain level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you see and, your siblings go through stuff and, so that you see them as real people. And right. it's easy to look at them and be like, okay, they're going through something, but they're getting through it. How do I do that? And, and there's and, less pressure, I think, on one of the kids. Like, you know, like for you to be an artist, like you have more, you probably have less pressure on the outcome of what happened happens like your parents care they don't want you know they don't want you bugging them but like they're not gonna be they're not like if it doesn't happen for him what are we gonna do yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so don we haven't seen i want to catch up how is your life right now like what's going on right now oh uh (laughs) don things are good don don is uh married to this uh just incredible woman, uh, Ginger Porcella, who um, is a curator and has just she's she's a powerhouse. She has take she has worked at all these different places in different. They've moved a lot, is what I'm trying to say. And every time she goes someplace, she completely takes it over, transform it, improves it, gets it pressed, and then moves on. Pretty much, I think. But she's she's had uh, she's had 
you, she's doing you, the good work because yeah. uh, these places are, you know, uh, need to be fixed in some ways. But you, you guys know, have moved a lot because of that. Well, yeah, we were in. Uh, we met in New York, and then uh, she got a job offer in San Diego to run a contemporary art museum there. And uh, three years later, we moved to Tucson. She was invited to come uh, completely renovate the Tucson Museum of Contemporary Art in Tucson, and then. Two years later, she was hired by Franconia Sculpture Park to uh, run a 50-acre sculpture park. Mm-hmm. So she loves uh, that idea of fi- fixing a place up, you know, and, and yeah. really making it more inclusive than it, than it was before. Yeah. And her thing is really about diversity, and especially at the uh, sculpture park, they do a land acknowledgement. She's working with a lot of indigenous oh, artists and communities there. Love that. Which is fantastic. And uh, she started this four-state land art biennial called Foreground. Oh, Wow. That's and so uh, this was this was the first year, Fabulous. so it's across four different states, and there's all these sites, and some of them are even, uh, you know, indigenous sacred sites. Oh and wow! Working directly with native artists as well as you know, artists from all over. Uh, but yeah, it's really incredible. So um, I mean, and, that sounds that sounds so fascinating. So are you? I mean, I want to go visit all those sites. Well, come, uh, I, come I on should out. actually. <laughs> But do you do you? I mean, it's flyover fly country. It, I mean, it's really interesting because it's considered flyover country. But Midwest, I love. But there's so much incredible Midwest, land there. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, Minnesota is really rich. Like uh, during during the summertime, there's people that vacation out there from California. It's like the most rich. Uh, uh, it's like a deciduous forest, so rainforest. Mm-hmm. So oh, there's nice. water a lot, and uh, it's just really green there. So um. All right, so are you guys, what do you guys do? Are you outside a lot and stuff like that? Do you do a lot of outdoor stuff? Or Yeah, we do. We we have two dogs and we take them out for walks and every weekend we can go on a, on a different walk. There's all these wonderful lakes there and uh, lots of trails and it's completely canopied with all this incredible lush greenery. I mean, it's, it's the most magical oh, place. Wow. And I love nature, so uh, it's really wow. informing my work. I'm, I'm doing a project at a restaurant in Minneapolis called Arts and Rec Uptown, and they've asked me to do the front, the whole front of the restaurant. So I'm painting the walls and uh, putting my sculpture in there, making a huge installation that people can eat and drink in. Oh, wow. Um, I That's have amazing. a show up at the M, which is the Minnesota Museum of American Art in oh, St. Yeah. Paul, and it just recently got vandalized, and uh, my wow. work didn't get destroyed, but they singled out my piece. Uh, which only brought more attention to the work. You mean like they ruined everybody's work but yours? <laughs> no, they, yeah, no, they, this they broke. This guy, his work don't touch. Well, luckily it's a shit. double, double pane glass, so they broke just one of the panes. Uh, but anyway, they brought a lot of attention to the show, which was kind of a fortunate thing about the, uh-huh, the destruction. But, uh-huh. um, and then, uh, my gallery in Tucson, uh, Yunji Gallery and Atelier, uh, is doing a show here in September and I'm making oh, work for them. Oh, great. Where? Uh, Tell us about it. Um, I'm, I made some things actually, Bottega Veneta, this Italian design firm, they asked me to do something for their online magazine. Oh, cool. And so I made some small prototypes that were basically uh, based on their new line. Uh-huh. And so I'm sending those things out to the gallery. Very, fan- very, very expensive, fancy leather goods. I think when you get asked by Hermes to do the Madison Avenue windows, you get kind of branded as a luxury, yeah. even though you're using and, pipe cleaners. And I'm getting a CD handed to me because um, Don is also very, very involved in music. Are you? Would you say you're? I mean, I think of you as an artist, but music's a big part of your life. No, yeah, yeah. And is I, it, it's is great. it really fifty fifty to you? No, I think it's eighty uh, twenty. <laughs> Music's 20. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot though. But the thing during the pandemic that was so great is that I could really lean on music and I could connect to my friends and we did Zoom meetings and we were writing music. I, I, we also for, formed this art collective, EDF Syndicate, mm. 
And uh, it was really great because, you know, you can't really be with people, but we could over Zoom and we were creating together and out of oh. it came this incredible project that we're working on. But we're, we worked with an artist in uh, Korea uh, who sung on the song. It's, it's oh, an incredible wow. opportunity to be collaborative throughout the world. So we're working with oh, artists yeah. from all over the world. Someone might do a little guitar bit and, and someone might do a vocal and we're putting it all together in these songs. So. Oh, wow. Um, will you send me, is there a link yeah. to the album yeah. that I can post? I will. I'll even, episode. I'll even mail you the, the album itself. So. Yeah. Or I mean, but I want to make sure that it gets logged in with this episode. Great. So we can, and then I'm also um, had a show. I was invited just like a week ago to do a show at Brian Leo projects. Oh, wonderful. That's perfect. And so I have a show up at Brian Leo right now, as well as oh, Wild really? Geese. Yeah. Right now? Where? Yeah. Now, where is that? Uh, on 21st street. And what, what? Well, you'll have to DM him on on Instagram, and he'll give you a private viewing. Oh, I see. Okay, Brian cool. Leo projects. Cool. cool, cool. I can't wait to see. Um, I can't wait to see. This is so great. Yeah. So, so great. I think uh, what's happening now is the pandemic for two years. Everyone was like, "It's canceled. It's postponed." Mm-hmm. And now it's like we want it all, and we want it now. I know. I know. I like. I'm exhausted. I had four projects this so summer. So good problem to have, right? I'm grateful. Every time I like wake up, I'm like, I'm so tired. And then I'm like, no, this is good. You're lucky. You'll, you know, sleep when you're dead. It's like a flower that's blossoming. I don't know. I, I feel like a flower that's kind of propped open. Right now. <laughs> I really do. I did not sleep well. I said, I was exhausted and I didn't sleep. Uh, I got wound up by showing my work. It wound me up, you know, it wound me up. I mean, you know what I mean, guys. Yeah, totally. Lots of stimulation and boost. It, I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of stimulation. So um, I'm really excited to. I'm going to try and make. Who knows? But um, I just realized it goes till ten, so there's a chance I have to be at the art fair all day. But I I get done at eight, so if I have any energy. And we have some other events too. We have a, a Kiffy and Don's uh, circuit pipe cleaner circus. You can come by on Saturday. Oh, wow. Around, like, from, what, 11 to 1? I believe oh. so, yes. Um, people can come and make, you know, if it's a free open workshop, come and make uh, circus animals. Oh, that's wonderful. And then on, uh, I think we're going to do a little VIP dinner on on uh, Sunday night. But, yeah, there's some other events, so we're, we'll be open all weekend. Oh, wow. And, and uh, Kiffy and I will be at the gallery all day tomorrow, too. Oh, so. that's great. But uh, follow Kiffy the Pit on Instagram, and, and love to have a follow from uh, Don Porcella on Instagram, too. Yeah, and um, let's talk about the gallery again. It's uh, it's um, Wild Geese Gallery. Yeah, they have an Instagram as well, so and, get, get on there and get the address and all that. And it's for the 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 opening tonight. I'm, I mean, I really want to go. Like, you, you definitely whetted my appetite. <laughs> I don't you think it'd be cool because this guy, this guy, this guy Kimpy is so happy. And it'll be amazing. You'll, you know, you know. He will induce. He will boost your endorphins. Just meeting <laughs> yeah, him. You know what it is. So if it's you're feeling like, a little down, come see Kiffy. He's yeah. he's losing his like uh, gallery show uh, virginity. Yes, he is. He's yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yes. Very very exciting. Woo. 
Uh, so, um, if you want to see that, if you want to see, <laughs> you want to see a guy like going, oh, what <laughs> happened? No, no, no. But we, you know what? That's the whole thing. We, 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 the thing, the thing is, we're all afraid of disappointment. We're all. I mean, I focus on the disappointment. I'm he not. A, I'm on not the healthy. Positive. I know. Yeah, and I'm and not I do too. Yeah. The, I'm not the, the W has already happened. The win has already happened. Okay. And at the end of the day, like realistically, if nothing sells, that just means I get to take more stuff home. You know what I, I mean? Them I my, love that. I them is my babies. When I say them my kids, I worked on them, I you know? Yeah, I, you I'm gotta, a proud father today. Yeah. I'm a proud father. <laughs> I gotta love it. Best, <laughs> His cup is always full. Uh, always full. The best attitude ever. I, I, I want to I don't know. I think you should... You know what? You couldn't be a therapist because you're way too healthy. Um, you're actually way too healthy to be an artist, <laughs> frankly. Well, I think these paintings are like, uh, you know, the embodiment of this positive energy. So if you're feeling a little down, come by and pick up a painting. Thanks, yeah. And um, it's 473 Amsterdam Avenue between 82nd and 83rd Street. And it's from 7 to 10? 6 to yes, 10? Yes, uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, and um, I also want to remind you guys to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and uh, check us out. Like I said, we do a lot of work for the community. We do a lot of, we have, we have so, we keep, we really keep Brooklyn going. We have news, we have talk, we have comedy, and um, there's just, it's just a fabric. We are part of the fabric that's, that we all need. Community is everything now, okay? So if you believe that, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and check us out. You can also download our mobile apps for Andrew, Joy, Andrew, and iPhone. And, uh, and um, you know, you can so you can listen to us 24-7 whenever you want. I'm Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here every Thursday, 2 to 3. Um, at Dr. D.R. Lisa Levy, SP. And we have a minute and a half left, and I just, oh, okay, Don, what? I would just love to do a special shout-out to Liz Curtis, the gallery yeah. director and owner, because without her, I mean, this is she's driving this whole thing, and she's got such a big heart and yeah. uh, incredibly generous, and she's developed this team around Kiffy and, and me and uh, and around the gallery, so I think you'll see a lot more from them. Oh, that's exciting! And they really boots on the ground, like you know, she's yeah. she's in there with us. Like she, she is, she she's put together a dynamic team. It's funny because yeah, she, uh, she really worked hard on that. Yeah, wow, definitely wow. A, a, a very. I'm glad that this. She is my comes life. out of the theater. She's a choreographer, yeah. and she's best friends with Vanessa Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So I guess they did a movie together, and and she was she's she's uh, uh, Vanessa Williams' personal choreographer. Oh, wow. Well, that's probably how she understands collaboration so well, Mm -hmm. uh, because she's not from necessarily, she's from a collaborative background, and artists aren't necessarily have to be collaborative. You guys seem, you know, you guys aren't really, let's say, technically collaborating, because your work isn't, you're having influence on each other, but you're not making anything together. I think we might, though. I'm hoping we, we, this, you know start something what here. is the um subject matter we have 30 seconds i didn't i didn't we didn't really get to the subject matter too much of your work william uh uh mine uh subject matter uh uh cartoon characters uh video it's games characters. uh very it's fun contemporary contemporary uh creation acrylic characters characters a lot of characters a lot of characters but you're living he's he's showing that, that what they're going through is kind of what we're going through Oh yeah, story. Yeah, There's story in there. Oh yeah, the narrative. All, I wish I could have told you. 